In the story in Acts that we heard, Paul arrives in the city of Athens and is waiting for his friends to arrive from Thessalonica. He wanders around the vast city. Within Athens, there were various schools of philosophy. Small amphitheaters were built throughout the city so that people could gather to listen to speeches and debates. Shrines and temples dotted their neighborhoods. The various schools and communities had a variety of gods or idols. And some would say that maybe these idols were their philosophy or their intellect and not some higher god. These philosophies or idols they believed in and worshipped were a fluid commodity. If one god failed you, you could move on to another. If one philosophy disappointed you, you could move on to the other. They had a new god, an old god, a new philosophy, an old philosophy, and one waiting in the wings. Paul had even come across an altar to an unknown god. One day, Paul stood on the central stage in Athens and began to speak of this god that was unknown to the Athenians, but known to Paul and to the rest of us. Paul's god was not to be found in a statue or shrine, not to be discovered one day and discarded the next. This God is the God, the one God of the past, present, and future. Paul reminds and calls out to the Athenians, in this God, we live and move and have our being. These days in emails and conversations, people are becoming more vocal about how untethered they feel. They are living in a familiar place, but the place they live in is unfamiliar. Our world is different. The way we communicate, the way we worship, the way we breathe has changed in eight weeks. It is taking a toll on our emotions. One moment you are basking in the beauty of our Washington spring, and the next moment the reality of our times spreads a dark storm cloud over our very being. One moment the seas seem calm, and the next moment you hear of another death or a delay in reopening, and your emotions erupt in a storm of fear and grief. No wonder that people feel untethered and weary. In our gospel reading, Jesus has gathered his friends in an upper room in Jerusalem. This loyal band of disciples had traveled with Jesus for three years. They had watched him feed the hungry, heal the sick, walk on water, and bring a dear friend back from the dead. Crowds followed them wherever they went. Jesus had even spoken of a new kingdom and a new world. They were full of plans and expectations. But that night, as they gathered for dinner in the crowded room, the air became heavy and still. Jesus told them he was going to die. Before they ate, Jesus had taken a towel and washed their feet. He commanded them that they too would be sent into the world to serve others in the same way. He had broken bread and offered wine. 
Jesus said that his own body and blood was going to be broken and spilled. The disciples were confused and frightened. Whatever plans and dreams, whatever they expected, seemed to evaporate. We crave things to go back to normal. We want to return to the plans and dreams we had. Our jobs, our family, our everything that we had come to hold dear and count on may or may not be there when we reopen. We feel adrift in this new reality. Perhaps we had come to idolize the world we had created around us before this happened. What were our priorities? Were those plans and dreams enshrined in some sort of temple? Now that they are in doubt, it's part of our rocky days trying to put those idols back into the shrine, and they just don't fit anymore. We are charting new territory. No one knows enough to plan and dream. Like the disciples, as they listened in that upper room, we wonder what is happening. Jesus' comforting words to the disciples are also comforting words to us in our here and now. Jesus promises to send another advocate. The promise is one of, of one who is so close as to abide within us. This is the God in whom we live and move and have our being. As Jesus promised the disciples, so he promises us. We will not be orphaned or abandoned. A friend describes her life as being tossed on the storms of the sea called COVID-19. Sometimes there are storms and sometimes there things are calm. And like Rob, I too have a sailing story. When I first moved to Annapolis, my first sailing experience on the Chesapeake Bay started on a beautiful sunny day. I'm a novice sailor, but my host and captain were very seasoned. The winds were favoring, and we floated gently through the waves. But as can happen on the Chesapeake Bay, without warning, we saw the dark clouds of a storm fast approaching. The winds picked up and the waves began to toss us about. I tried not to panic as we drew closer and closer to a small island of rocks. We seemed to be heading towards them and not into the open seas. But then the captain threw out the anchor. It dragged along the bottom for a bit, but then caught on some unseen rocks and we held. We bobbed in the high waves until the storm passed us by. Later, as we returned to port, I asked the captain why she let us come so close to the rocks. She explained that the bottom of the bay is mostly sand, and anchors skitter across the bottom. Closer to the island, she knew that there were rocks to catch the anchor. What is comforting to me in these turbulent times is our God has been through rocky times and has been our being. To cling to idols is like throwing an anchor across the sandy bottom. 
But unlike the Athenians, our God has stuck with us through persecutions, pestilence, and plagues. The promised advocate, the Holy Spirit, is like the anchor that keeps us from truly crashing. As we ride the high and low waves, may we remember that God will catch us this time, like all the other times. Amen. <laughs>